3: TPV Radio Central Texas.
4: You're locked in to the hottest station
3: on the planet. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, to leave? Listen, you're listening to the Thumpers Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. in the land. In the of Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go.
4: That's right, family and
0: friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the weight of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Rotten Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by Appointment Only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday Buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me.
4: Let's go.
1: At Miguel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients, to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking
3: the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this? this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Network.
1: (laughs) The following program will change the way you think and lead you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listeners, discretion is advised.
3: You're listening to Brother Don Don, Present with Pastor Gene Homer, right now on, on Here we
1: high as a mountain looked all around couldn't find nobody it is now time for Brother Dom Presents and Pastor Gene
4: Homer
5: What's Good Radio Family, it is June the 27th, 2020, and you have now tuned in to another time ministering moment with Brother Don and Pastor Gene Homer here at Brother Don Presents. I thank God for you. I thank God for this day. I just thank him for all that he's doing in your lives, family. I thank God what he's doing in this ministry and in our lives together. You know, I'm just kind of, if you hear a little bit of overjoyment in my voice today, it's because God has really been moving um, in my life, and I pray he's been moving in yours. We've been coming with some um, really good foundational dynamic messages, and teachings. And it's really been enlightening and revelation to some of the things that he is doing. And I'm just excited at this time. So we um we really we really gonna hit it hard today, family. We've been coming in from all angles, you know, if you've been following along, you know, this year kicked off where we talked about the sovereignty of God and then we went into um repentance and where we're at today is really kind of an accumulation of what we've been talking about most of the year, and that is complacency and it has really opened up some my understanding family into a lot of issues and areas in my life and I thank God for this opportunity and I thank God for giving us this opportunity to come before you but before we get into it, you know I always got to give my shout out. I've got to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he is so, so worthy of all my praise, everything. And I just thank him for what he has done, because without him, not only would I be nothing, I could do nothing. I'm seeing that more and more each and every day, that I have to lean on him as I fall in love with him every day, that he can continue to guide, lead, and keep me. And I want to give a shout-out to my amazing wife. She has just been a bedrock for me in in terms of keeping me straight, keeping me grounded, and really learning this thing, complacency. She's really been giving me an opportunity to learn this with her, and I think that is just amazing. So I just want to give a shout-out to my first lady. And i got to give a shout-out to TTV Ministry for – just allowing us to be here To come here to, today And you know they brought us Me and Pastor Gene They brought us in the family They loved on us They, they really uplifted us And the encouragement that they give I just thank God for Pastor Chris And First Lady Nisi And what they're doing And it is just amazing to see the growth And remember don't forget to get out and vote For the 2020 Spin Award Psalmist Voice Radio Network Has been nominated And, family, if you don't know the backdrop behind that story, oh, man, I'm telling you, it is really, really one of the stories from humble beginnings and letting God have it to bring about a tremendous blessing. Yeah, yeah, it's that story all together. And I want to give a shout-out to my kids, you know, family. And, and, And I'm understanding more and more every day, the appreciation and blessing it is being a father and really understanding what a father is. And, you know, that's a very, very humbling experience. And God showed that to me uh, this week of just how humbling it is. But I thank God for each and every one of them. And I can't forget about Bishop Willie Horn and the Brute Crew out there in California and, and what they're doing and, and just really coming forth laboring in love uh each and every day with the word of God and you can go out on 365 family if you got it downloaded on your phone type in KBRG the bridge and you will get them in AM coffee cup just awesome guys just awesome word and i want to give a shout out to you family for tuning in for keeping us here for making all of this possible It's because of you family That we can get nominations Like the spin awards And other things like that For your your due diligence And tuning in and supporting this ministry Each and every day Because you know there's really something going on Each and every day family That's how good God has been In this time each and every day We have uh, Some type of ministry going forth And It's just awesome and if you haven't caught it, you need to get in there and catch it. Just a awesome ministering family, very anointed ministering family, and God is really, really, really moving. So But I'm gonna pass the mic to my sis. I'm gonna step out the way here for a second, family, and let her get her shouts out before we get into this lesson, this second part of what we're talking about complacency. And we really want you to tune your spiritual ears and open your hearts today as we bring forth this word. So, at the time, I'm going to give my sister the mic, the floor, so she can give her a shout out. Pastor Gene, if you're out there, it is. Amen, the amen, floor
0: amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just come today with a humble heart, thanking God for his keeping power. Just thanking him for his grace and mercy upon me and me and mine, that he's kept us safe from every and anything that the enemy has tried to bring or is trying to bring against those that know and love the Lord. I thank him for the audience, the radio audience today. I thank him for uh, 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 the TV, TPV TV, Pastor Chris. And Pastor Nisi, I just thank God so much for them. I thank God for their obedience to the Lord to operate in the in the ministry that God has called and anointed them to do. And I'm just so excited for the work of the Spirit that God is releasing in the atmosphere for the ones that he died for, the ones that he's redeemed, the ones that he is restoring and blessing and raising up in this day and this hour, Amen.
5: Hey, Amen. I, I, did I hear you prophesy right? Did you say TPV TV? Wow. Uh, I, uh, you Chris. know what?
0: You know you never know what's coming out of my mouth, did you? You never know. You never know.
5: <laughs> Pastor Chris, I think uh, Pastor Gene just just prophesied TPV TV. That's got a that's got a nice anointed ring to
4: it. <laughs> I was just trying to see
0: if you caught. I was trying to. I was just trying to see who was, if you guys would catch to that. That's all.
5: Just oh, catch to okay, you. all right.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Amen. Amen. Well, you know, family, we we uh, we love you, and, and and you know, we have been. Uh, um, um, just really just thanking God for this lesson, you know, because family, and I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to let you in on something here. These are things that we are walking through. I can speak for myself. I know that I'm walking through as we're bringing them to you. And I'm telling you, it is real, and the Lord is ready to move in lives today. To those that are yielded, to those that are really purposed, to um, to the calling And the things of the Lord The true calling and things of the Lord He is moving and he is moving In a mighty way And you better get together and catch hold Of it, you better get together and catch Hold of it, you know i do not trying to give you no disclaimers Or warnings but it, It's going to be a time where he's going to move And then he's not And you really want to be in that area when he's moving You really want to be a part of that Because I'm telling you it's transformational, it really is. You know, I've been I've been walking in this walk for about 20 years now, and I tell you, family, this time of my life, this season I'm in, I guess is the best I've ever experienced. I'm not saying it's absence of pain, heartaches, and troubles, but I'm saying that there's a peace that He's allowed me to partake in getting close to Him that's like no other I've ever experienced. So. We, we just wanted to let that out. Now, this lesson that we're talking about, complacency, we're not really picking on you, but it's not a lesson that can come easy. You know, this is a lesson, this is a teaching that has to be said from the Spirit of the Lord, not just what I believe from my studying and, and my point of view. This is the Lord's point of view on a lot of this, and this is firm, firm, Teaching. And if you notice and you look in the Bible, you know, all the prophets that were very firm in their prophecy and all the teachers that were firm in their teaching, it's, it's not easy. It, it may sound harsh or you may sound like, why are you picking on me? But it's necessary. It's very, very necessary. So, um, you know, I just want to let you know that, that we're coming from a place uh, in the spirit that is firm and, and, and it brings some correction And conviction So you know we But we have to do what the Lord Tells us to do We can't sugarcoat it We can't water it down It is coming straight 100% spirit filled At you So with that being said sis, You know this complacency You know as I was you know, you were ministering last week and me and you were talking offline, you know, this, this place of complacency, um, it's really one of the weapons that Satan is trying to use to destroy the believers, you know, because I was reading and studying and, and, and I see in, in, uh, let's turn their family. I don't know where, uh, whatever you got today. Um, um, the uh, whatever bible you're using whether you know it's on your phone your uh tablet or wherever you got uh open it up or turn to with me to Ephesians chapter 6 real quick i want to show you something and um it it's really something that that we have to we have to really really take a hold of see because you know we quote this all the time I'm going to start at chapter 10, I mean, verse 10 in, in chapter 6. I'm going to read 10 and 11, and this is the regular King James Version here. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, you know, there's there's an opportunity for us to be able to stand but what complacency does is it strips you from that ability to be able to stand. So, therefore, you cannot put on the armor of God. You can't receive the things being complacent. You can't understand the strategies and assignments against your life if you are complacent because it takes you to a whole nother state of mind. It takes you to a whole other being. And, you know, since I, I know you had talked to me, you had mentioned this to me earlier this week, how, you know, you can almost get to the point where rather than to serve the Lord out of your spirit, you should begin to serve him out of your imagination. And then when you get to that point, then you lose the ability to understand what the enemy's doing. You lose the ability to understand what God is doing in, in respect to being in that place of complacency. So, well, I, if you don't mind, I want I want the family to hear your take on that, because that really ministered to me this week. And I think it would bless them, too, if you could kind of share what you were sharing with me about being in that place with your imagination, you know, letting complacency take you to that place. Amen?
0: Amen. Uh, the, and, uh, brother, one thing that you were saying is that it was one of the, of the enemies, uh, one of the weapons that the enemy uses. And um, the reason that it's so effective in the enemy's hands is because of the deception that comes with it. Because it says that complacency is to mentally agree with the things of God without discernment of his moment or his timing. It causes us to get in a stupor because we're waiting for something to happen Waiting for things to change, but we're not being proactive. And the definition that I found for complacency is a feeling of quiet pleasure or security, often while unaware of some potential danger. Self satisfaction or smug satisfaction with an existing situation or condition or deficiency. Amen.
4: Mm-hmm. So Amen. uh
0: so th- when we look at that and then we had covered a scripture about uh, uh complacency What, uh brother I don't have that scripture right here handy about how mm-hmm. it deceived there's such a there's a deception that comes along with complacency. Um so that's why the enemy is able to use it because of the, again, the deception that that, that, is, that comes to us because we're only in a, a mental sense We're only mentally right. agreeing with the word of God. We're only mentally agreeing with God, but we're, we've not, we're not being proactive. We're not doing yeah. anything about it. So we we're, we're, we can we listen to the word, but we, it does, just because we hear the word, it it does not automatically mean that we are a doer of the word.
4: So mm-hmm. just by
0: getting comfortable uh, in a place of hearing the word of God, studying the word of God, does uh, could get you into a place of complacency, brother, because it's a mental Amen. condition. Amen. So Amen. And then and, and that's what I want to bring forth the I want to bring forth that element that shows that when we're in that state of of of, of being how we're putty in the enemy's hand. Because mm. our thinking is that we're okay. But his thinking is that we are because we're not activating the word of God it means we're not being obedient to it. Amen? We're not Amen. activating it by faith, but we think just because we're hearing the word, that's good enough. Mm. But we must wow. be a doer of the word. So uh, that's one of the reasons. That to, that's one of the main reasons. It's a it's a weapon that the enemy likes to use to attack uh, the people of God because they're deceived into thinking that I go to church. I go to Bible study. I read my Word. I pray, but I'm but I'm not doing it. And that's where uh, he gets you. Amen. 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 amen? I mean, amen. we have to remember amen. Adam and Eve was right in the garden that God that God created and put them in, but yet because of uh, uh, the things that they were dealing with, <laughs> the enemy was able to come right in the midst and deceive them and wow. rob them, and wow. destroy what was God breathed for them. And you know what? As far as he's concerned, if it worked then, what's the harm in trying it now?
5: Mm, 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 mm. Wow. Wow. And, and, you know, you mentioned something that was just very, very, uh, uh, it was dynamic, and it kind of. It is moving forward in the spirit here um, about it, it? It stops you. It stifles you. It it, it, it keeps you right where you are, where you're unable to move. And you know, there's some things I want to share with about that, but I don't want to share it right now. I want to touch on this a little bit because I think what you're saying is kind of where what I was at this week. That you know, complacency, another danger. And falling to victim to this, this trap These wiles, these strategies is It, it, it throws you in an area of disobedience You know, because you can't be complacent And strive at the same time And you know, we've got plenty of scriptures That continue to really minister to us About striving forward Moving forward Not standing where you are And, you know, the thing that that when I was thinking and meditating earlier this week, we've been so indoctrinated and programmed about the American dream. You know, rather than the pressing on, we think we, we, like you said, you know, sometimes we get to that point where, well, I go to church, I pay my tithes, I give to this charity, I give to this function, and, I go to prayer meetings every now and again and, and all of that, and that's enough, you know, kind of like the American dream, you know. I got a good job, a wife, two kids, a car and garage, the dog, cat, and goldfish. Hey, life is great. I don't need anything more. I don't need to move forward anymore. I've achieved everything that I need to achieve. But, see, in the word of God, you know, you go turn with me to Philippians chapter three, and I'm going to look at something here. And uh, Pastor uh, Gene, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation I have, the electronic version. If yours differs a little bit, please let me know because I think uh, I think it's important to really capture the the heart of this scripture. And I'm going to be in uh, Philippians chapter three and verse thirteen. And we're talking about how complacency will stop you from striving. It, 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 it makes you start to lean on your own knowledge. It makes you start to lean on your own ways and devices to get through life. And that's the danger, folks, because we are not to lean to our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all our ways, for he will direct our path. That's the word that we are to take. And Philippians 3 and 13 kind of gives us a warning with that uh, a little bit. It says, I do not depend on my own strength, this is the Passion Translation, to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus that I forget all of the past as I have fastened my heart to the future instead. And we're talking about the righteousness of Christ. We're talking about moving forward in the righteousness of Christ because, see, If we're complacent and we're standing there, then we become kind of double-minded in a sense, you know, because we want the things, but we don't want to do the things, the effort, because complacency has got us stifled standing there through some area of compromise that we have done that we've allowed complacency to come in and keep us right where we are. See, we've been created to move forward. We've been created to to strive. We've we've been created to do these things in Christ. But if you don't do it that way, if you allow complacency to set in, you're not doing it for Christ anymore. You you you, you basically shut everything down and you're not moving or striving forward in the word that you should. See, because um there's so many things that, that the lord is looking for us to do thanks radio family there's so many things that he's looking for us to do but if we act, we come with that complacency if we allow that that dangerous thing to sit in our heart we can't see past what we have in To address These areas in your life That you've compromised And allow complacency to come in You're not going to grow and move forward You're not It's impossible Possible And a lot of times it comes in so Subtle So easy That we don't even realize it You know me and my sister were talking about uh, Talking about it uh, Offline this week How Sometimes it comes in through, you know, our upbringing, things that were ministered to us as children. Sometimes it comes through failed relationships, unaddressed sin in our lives. But there's, there's somewhere where compromise started that complacency allowed to take hold. And, and, you know, since the more and more I look at it and see it, the dangers, the danger signs are there, but how do we recognize them? that we can really stand tall when we see complacency start to set in our life. Um, so I want you to share that for a minute, you know, because I want to hear your ministering opportunity there on the danger signs about how we can recognize complacency.
0: Okay, brother, first of all, it requires a relationship and a desire to have a deeper relationship with, with Father God. Amen. And then once we desire that, the Spirit of the Lord leads and directs us so Mm. that you have the Spirit of God within you, and and that Spirit will enlighten you. It will allow, allow you to feel that something inside is not right. It will allow you to be sensitive to the leading of God. Uh, When you hear a word, it will bear witness that that is the word. That is what God is speaking to you. Amen? But it's out of that desire, number one, to have that relationship with him. If you don't desire to have that relationship with him, then what we're saying means nothing to you. It may sound interesting, Mm. but unless you apply it, it has no power. It has no power to change you. Amen? And then once you realize, and I I mean, just as I read the definition of complacency, you know, you look inside. Mm -hmm. You're not looking, I'm not looking at my brother or my my sister-in-law or my husband or my children to see if they're operating out of compromise and and, and complacency. I I Mm -hmm. allow the Spirit Mm -hmm. of the Lord to judge me. And then if I realize that that is operating within me, I go to the Lord with that. Because that relationship with the Lord has allowed me to understand that I do not have the power within myself without the aid of the Holy Spirit to change. Amen? I cannot transform myself into the things of God without being led and controlled by the Spirit of God. Amen? I can't.
4: There's absolutely no way.
0: Because within myself, I'm constantly... Uh, are, are more aware of what's going on in the fleshly realm than I am what's going on in the spiritual realm. And it's only as I mm. yield to the spirit of the Lord am I becoming more and more aware of the spiritual realm, amen, because he amen. is the spirit. So yeah. once i realize realized that, yes, I can see areas in me where I'm, I, I operate in complacency, then I study that thing. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. complacency is not that you willingly or knowingly go into a settled place of, of right. complacency or compromise. You know, within right. your, within my thinking, I think I'm still uh, on the straight and narrow. I think I'm still mm-hmm. following the Lord. Now, I might admit, maybe sometimes I don't pray as much as I want to. Maybe sometimes I wish I studied a little more. But but all mm-hmm. in all, I'm still fighting a good fight of faith. Amen. I'm not knowingly, willingly going out there to commit sin. Amen? Right, and if God right, shows right. me areas of sin in my life, I'm willing to deal with it. But mm. but, but, but because the enemy is, because the adversary is there, and because God warns us in the first book of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, that the enemy is always crouching, waiting for a place to pounce upon us because his desire is to have us. Amen.
4: So I know
0: that, that, that I have an active uh, 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 adversary and he's not one that I can see in the flesh all the time. Amen. Because the Bible Mm -hmm. tells me that I wrestle not against flesh and blood.
5: Amen. Mm -hmm. So
0: being, uh, being that I am a child of God, even when I have a problem with my husband or a problem with a family member, God reminds me your wrestle is not with flesh and blood, because you're my child. Amen? Mm -hmm. So that reminds me who I belong to, so then I have the choice of going to him saying, okay God, so what are you saying to me in this? Because I do not want the unbroken fellowship with you. I do not want sin against you. So Father God, I know that you you made me and you created them, you created me. And Father God, I know that you knew this would happen before it happened. And Father God, right, I want right. you to be glorified. I want my relationship to, with you to stay intact. So, Father God, you show me how to deal with this. or you go before me. And then that, uh, that opens up a line of communication between me and the Father. And I might continue to say, but you know, Lord, that really broke my heart. That really hurt. That really disappointed right. me, Lord God. Father God, I can, I am worried. I am so grieved. I can tell him how I feel because I have a relationship with him.
4: Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And Amen. when I pour my mm-hmm. heart
0: out before him, then he comes to my aid. And he always does because the Bible said he would. He said he would in his word. Amen. Amen. So these things apply when you when you desire that relationship, and a right, relationship right. with the Lord is different than is you know in some instances, in most instances, it's different than just serving the Lord.
4: Mm. Mm. People, mm. you
0: know, religion taught us to serve the Lord, but God is right. saying, "No, I want a relationship with you." Not only do I want a relationship, but I desire an intimate relationship with you. Amen. Amen. I'm concerned about what concerns you. I want to reveal myself mm. to you. I want to let you know how I feel about this and about that. I want to speak to you, and you respond. An intimate relationship. Amen. So Amen. when we when we understand that that's ours, that's ours. The relationship, Mm -hmm. that closeness with the Lord, not just serving him by going to church and and, uh, diligently and paying your tithes and offerings and working on different auxiliaries. That's that God wants more than that. Amen. Amen.
4: Um,
0: So so he's calling us close to him We're he's calling us um, into relationship with him. Amen. Then I get in the word and I see what the word says about complacency, and when I see how God sees complacency, then out of that relationship, I, that love walk I have with him, that relationship, it makes me want to deal with it because I don't want it to separate me from him. I don't want right. to do anything that's upsetting to him. Amen? So Amen. I look at different scripture. Uh, uh In 2 Kings 19, 28, God says to them through his prophet, because of your raging against me and because Mm -hmm. your arrogance and your complacency have come up to my ears, I will put Mm -hmm. my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips, and I will turn you back to Assyria by the way that you came. And God is saying, I delivered you. I delivered you from bondage. But you know what? Even in my delivering you, you've not been grateful. You've not humbled mm-hmm. yourself. You still are raging against me, and you're arrogant, and you're complacent, and it's come up mm. to my ears. Now, does that not say that the Lord desires a relationship, brother? Does that not say that God hears everything that we're thinking and saying? Amen? God knows mm-hmm. the intent and the purposes of our hearts. Amen? Amen? But but right, it's amen. saying here... So when I read a scripture like this I'm like wow God is not playing When it comes to complacency He even comes right. complacency in with Arrogance and raging Wow So I'm like wow, wow I didn't know that oh my god Oh help me Jesus Then it goes on to say and That's Old Testament right in New Testament mm-hmm. Romans thirteen eleven says Do this Knowing that this is a critical time It is already the hour for you to awaken from your sleep of spiritual complacency mm. for our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed in christ
4: mm.
0: romans thirteen eleven. so he so he's telling them you know there it's time to awaken because times right. are critical brother aren't times critical
5: they are very. Critical.
0: Are we are we in, in in crucial times right now, brother?
5: Yes, indeed.
0: So if yeah. I'm in a place of complacency where I think I'm in a place of peace and satisfaction, and I'm not even aware that that danger is is knocking at my door, isn't that a dangerous situation for me to live in? Amen. No. And no. so I said, Oh my God, I see what you're saying here. I can't afford to be complacent. It could cause, it could cause, it's a life in death situation here during this time and this hour. Amen.
4: Amen. So that Amen. awakens
0: me again to how God sees complacency. So this is, right. I'm just giving an example that when we're walking in that relationship with the Lord, we have decided and made up our mind that nothing on this side of heaven can separate us from Him. Did Paul not mm-hmm. say that? What can separate me from you? Nothing, death, nothing. life, nothing. And we have to. And, and when we are walking in relationship with Him, that's where we. That's what we speak. Also, that's our stance. Also, brother, that nothing will separate me from Him. Complacency will not separate me from Him. Amen. I refuse Amen. to be a fool. And in Proverbs one and twenty nine, it says. Uh, since they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. So when you're in a state of, of, of complacency, you hate knowledge, and there's no rever- mm. reverence for the Lord. It says, Since mm. they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke. Are you hearing that? It's, when you're in that place right. of, of, of complacency, you do not accept the truth. Amen? You will not That's allow right. God, the rebuke of the Lord. But the Lord says those that he tenderly loves that he does rebuke. He does chasten, he does chastise, mm-hmm. but when you're in that state of uh, compromise and complacency, you do not see it as the love of God coming to you. Amen. 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 It says, "They it said because they hated knowledge, because they had no reverence for me, because they would not receive truth, because they would not receive my rebuke, I." They I'm sorry, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency Mm -hmm. of fools will destroy
5: them. Mm. Wow. Wow.
0: Now and this Mm. is the word. So when I see how God what God says about complacency, the reverence that I have in my heart for the Lord causes me to want to deal with it. It causes me Amen. not to want to have any part of it in me. I don't want to be around anybody that's complacent. I don't want to set in the midst of uh, people who are complacent. I don't want to come in doing the same old thing, expecting God to bless it with some type of new revelation, because he saying mm-hmm. he, he has no part of complacency. He compare, compares complacency to being a fool.
5: Mm, that's strong. That's
0: strong, isn't it?
5: That's strong. That's strong.
0: So when I that see that, strong. and that's what I tell people, they say I read my Bible all the time, and I say, so what is God speaking to you right now And what you're reading? They can't tell me. Now, they can quote scripture, but this is a relationship. Amen? If I If I Amen. talk to you, brother, and we talk almost every day, but if I start calling you and you start talking about the birds and the bees and the trees and the, And uh, and, uh, whatever else, what you wore today and what you ate. You know what? I won't be calling you every day.
4: I I don't care about
0: the birds and the bees and the trees. I want to know what God is saying. But you're telling me you're reading the Bible every day and you're praying every day. But when I come to you to see what God is speaking to you all, you can tell me is what's going on in, in the world. Something is wrong. You're in a place of complacency.
5: Amen. That's true. That's true. That's true. I know I said awesome. a lot. I
0: think I think I'm I'm, I'm no, 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 right no.
5: That that I mean, you, you know, you you're setting the tone, sis, and and that is what I think is so necessary from a spiritual standpoint. That this this ain't just about pie in the sky, bye and by, God's got your back type of thing. This has to be made to be strong. This has to bring about conviction This tone, this message that we're teaching on now We have to allow the Holy Spirit to go forward Because this is the truth And the truth and the word We, a lot of times, you know, like we say We want it soft and cushy But, you know, when you were ministering um, that word And before I get to this verse that really stuck out to me you know, the Spirit of the Lord just spoke to my heart. A lot of times we serve without emotions in front of our love for Christ because we don't accept the things. We don't accept the, the chastening. We don't accept the correction that's necessary for us to, to grow. So, guess what happens? If it doesn't stroke or coddle our emotions, it's rejected. How often do you see that in the body of Christ now Everybody's emotional they, they, They're they an emotional wreck If it isn't prophesying How they're going to be blessed If it isn't uh, itching their ears To say that whatever you're doing And whatever you're in Is going to be okay No, I'm not saying that I'm saying complacency Is something that you have to come out of You can't stay there and that's what we're talking about, the dangers of it. You know, this is, this is not an easy, easy message for, for even us to deliver because guess what, family? We have to walk through this as well. So I know the dangers of it. You know, just recently, not too long ago, it just about cost my life. So I know the dangers of complacency. And I was at fault. I was the one that was being complacent. I hope we, we, we're going to touch on that in a minute, but I want to get this scripture out that has really rang tough with me this week. And the Lord, when I read it, he just really shook me to my core about and how dangerous, how dangerous this thing is, this complacency is. And it, and I'm reading out of the book of Zephaniah, and that's the Old Testament, and uh, first chapter, verse 12. And Zephaniah is a prophet that was prophesying to Judah. And in in chapter 1, verse 12, and I'm reading out of the New King James, and it said, And it shall come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps. Now, this is the Lord saying he's going to search Jerusalem with lamps and punish the men who are settled in complacency, who says in their heart, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do evil. Now, that says a whole lot to me. That was really, really strong for me because, see, you know, what that says is when you're in a place of complacency, you expect the Lord to do nothing for you, but you'll walk through the same motions like he will, but not expecting him to do anything. You can you cannot have faith and do that. You that's the absence of faith. You go through the motions. You sing hallelujah, you shout amen, But in the back of your mind, you expect the Lord to do nothing. And that's a dangerous place. When you lose all expectation, when you lose all accountability um, of God's word in your life, that is a dangerous place. It's an easy place to get to, but it's a dangerous place. And a lot of times it gets there through the teaching and religion that we've allowed to get into our spirit, where we go through the motions, we go through all of the rituals, we go through all of these things that that we were designed, programmed to do, and then we come back and we say, God, well, you know, he's he's uh, he's got a, a thousand cattle on a thousand hills. He's the wheel in the middle of the wheel, but in the back of your mind, you thought that he ain't gonna do nothing. He won't do anything for me. And then that's a place of complacency. And the Lord said, and punish the men who are settled in that place. That means they're okay with it. They go on as business as usual. They they, they have no concept of, 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 of anything. So that's what rings strong with me. And I know you think you said a lot, sis, but you're right on time with the Tone of the content that we're bringing Here today because it is a dangerous Place and if we, You know and you know what family And I'm saying This with all sincerity what the Lord has Been ministering to me God Is ready to deal with the body He's ready to deal With the body you know And because we can't have church Until the body gets right We can't do the Things that we need to do till the body gets healthy and it's messages, it's lessons like this that's going to bring health to the body of Christ. So, yeah, it's tough and it's strong, and, 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 and we've said a lot, but there's dangers that are there. That, that It's almost like a warning, and I hope you can hear it in the spirit, that there's a warning going on. We've been complacent too long. It's time to root it out. It's time to get it out. Well, family, we, we we put a lot on your heart. Uh, we put a lot on your mind. And um, I think we're at this point we're going to take a quick break. We're going to let that settle in on you. We're going to let it simmer up. Um, um, I just wanted to tell everybody my amazing wife just came in to the studio. Can you say hello to the studio family? So... <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We don't want you to go nowhere, family. You got to get a hold of this one here today. You've got to get a hold of this today. So we want you to stay right there, stay locked in. Don't move a muscle, and we will be right back.
3: You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quiet like this. Get your fix twenty four seven on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Brother Don presents. We're Pastor Gene Homer. right now on
4: TPT Radio?
3: Hey, what's going on, home team? This your boy Gino Worldwide, Pastor
1: Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now, Church in Murfreesboro. Hey,
3: you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go.
4: It may not feel good to me, but it is good for me to be broken by you. Will keep your hand covering me. I'm free when I'm broken by you. My life is safe when I get to the break. Yeah. Bring my mistakes uh, To the end of the maker uh, Who I am is it uh, Behind who I face to uh, be My life is safer When I get to the break uh, And the very things that need to be done. But you won't leave me without pain. to me, but it is good for me to be broken by you.
3: You're listening to Brother Don, Don, present. Brother Don present. with Pastor Gene Homer, right now on
1: It is now time for Brother Don Presents and Pastor Gene Homer.
5: Amen, amen. Well, welcome back, family. If you just tuned in, we're thankful to have you here. And, you know, we're really covering this thing. Um, on complacency But family we would love to hear From you also We we always do me and my sister We you know we, we, we We're doing this together And we think that our togetherness Always includes you too So if you're out there you're listening um, um, On Live 365 or through the website um, We encourage you to call in That number is 515-605-9873 515 515- Six zero five nine eight seven three, 605 9873 and I'm going to say it again because I've always been horrible at trying to get these numbers down um, when you when you hear them like this over the air, so I'm going to say it real slow this time once again. The number to reach us, we're live right now, is 515-605-9873. Give us a call. We would love your input. We always love you, family as, as we share this experience together. And it's, it's an opportunity that we all can come together and learn about this thing, complacency. So we would love to hear your insights. or just stop by and say, hey, you know, I'm really blessed to, you know, to tune in with you guys today. You know, we're really blessed to be here with you. So give us a call. Um, if you're out there and you want to get on at 515-605-9873. Well, sis, right before the break, I had a, I had a little, my little moment there where I was sharing some of the scriptures that was strong to me. And, and, you know, really sis, as we were going through this thing and, and it's like the more and more the Lord reveals to us. The more and more urgency I feel and the danger that it presents um, believers in the body of Christ to, you know, to the point where I'm at right now. is If we don't get this thing right, our lives are at stake. Do, Do you kind of feel the same way, sis? Are you there, Pastor? Pastor Jean. Oh, yes,
0: I'm here. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking oh. to the audience. I'm
5: sorry. No, I was asking you, do you kind of get that, you know, as we learn about this and the urgency that like our lives are at stake behind this? this you know, this, this I, I believe.
0: Yes, I do. You know why? Because God loves us as his, because we're His, And he does not mm. want us to continue to be a pawn in the hand of the enemy, meaning that the enemy can throw anything at us. And because we're in a state of complacency, we can't hear God for the remedy. So we just accept mm-hmm. whatever, whatever he throws at us. And, brother, you know what? Suppose this was just a test. Suppose the mm-hmm. enemy threw this at us just to see if we were prepared, if we knew who we were, if we could stand, if we could fight back.
4: Mm-hmm. Let's
0: just look at it like that, that that this, this onslaught. That the enemy perpetrated was just a test to see where the people of God stood. How did we fare? How did we fare? If you're in this state of complacency and your enemy attacks, you're not even aware that you're being attacked because, in your perception, your misconception, your deception, you think you're in a place of peace and comfort.
4: Mm. Is
0: that not where we were? Is yeah, that not where we were? Yeah. Amen. 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 And has he not killed, steal the, stolen, and destroyed? Because to me, that's the fruit of complacency.
5: Amen. Yeah. Amen. So Amen. yes,
0: I believe it's urgent. Yes, I believe we're in mm-hmm. serious times. But you know what? I don't believe that God wanted us to have to be uh, tossed to and fro. I don't believe God created us and, and called us his own and empowered us. Amen. With his Holy mm-hmm, Spirit mm-hmm. uh uh in order for the enemy to 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 plight and, and 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 pervert and misuse and abuse who we are as children of God and cause us to go yeah. from this way to that way with, it, it, like we're drunk and not being able Amazing. to be firm in the spirit and speak a thing and see it come to pass.
2: I'm, I'm
0: including myself in the body of Christ, man. I'm not speaking Amen. to you. I'm speaking to all <laughs> of us. Because I right, right, am right. to say I wasn't ready.
5: Amen. Amen. Like the psalmist said, you know, I got the t-shirt and the hat. <laughs> to go along with it. <laughs> But you know another area of family that me and my sister discussed, and sis, I'm going to bring it out because I think this is another danger of complacency, and it, it's a, it's a major area. And I think as my sister kind of just, and I'm loving how the Holy Spirit is just kind of leading this this time, leading this this lesson here is that. You know, we were in a dangerous time before all of this happened, before all of the churches got shut down and everything. Why? Because what the Lord has shown me this week, family, was power of unity. The power of unity. And me and my sister talked offline about this, and it really blessed me um, when I looked at it and God showed it to me. So if you got your Bibles out or your phones or your tablets ready, let's go to Genesis chapter 11, and I'm going to be reading um, uh, verses 1 through 9 from chapter 11 in Genesis, and when I seen this, this was something that really, really, really just really ministered to me um, really hard because I think That's something that we forget or we just don't know Or have never been, you know, taught properly About the power of unity Chapter, uh, yeah, chapter 11 starting at verse 1 Then again I'm reading out of the New King James It says, now the whole earth had one language and one speech And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east That they found a plain in the land of Sinai and they dwelt there Then they say, come One another come let us Make bricks and bake them Thoroughly they had brick Or stone and they had Asphalt for mortar And they said come Let us build ourselves a city And a tower whose top is in The heavens. let us make A name for ourselves lest we Be scattered abroad all over the Face of the whole earth but the Lord came down and and to see the city and the tower which the Son of men had built, and the Lord said, "Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come let us come, let us go down there, confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all over the earth and, and ceased building, the and they ceased building the city. And therefore, the name, its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. Now, family, why did I read this? This account here in Genesis Because we've heard of this before And I just wanted to point out Where there's unity There's power We see even that The people were doing something that was Evil but they were unified Now just imagine if the body of Christ All spoke the same language That all was uh, The desire was to serve The same Lord you know, before all this happened, you know, and the churches were in full swing, we were all speaking different languages. We weren't unified in the body of Christ. We were broken. There was division. And when you get like that, complacency sets in because you think you're okay. This is all right. Just imagine now if we came together and experienced that power in unity in unity because in the book of acts you see when they when they when they talked about the 120 in the upper room the next thing that they say was they were all on one accord they were unified and what happened the holy spirit came down and empowered and everyone that was up in that upper room that day. They were endued with power from on high. I'm appealing to you, family. I'm appealing to you, body of Christ. It's time for us to really seek the heart of God, that we can be unified and experience the power of the Holy Spirit that we can be endued from that power from on high. See, because we are a generation of people that was promised to do greater works, greater work, and we can't even get up off the couch because we're complacent. Or we want to let someone else do it because we're complacent. It's time out for that. We have to be on one accord It's almost like God Hit the reset button Got tired of way things was And hit factory default To bring things back To where it was supposed to originally be And that time is now And complacency Has to go within the body of Christ We're calling it out And it's not an easy Place for me and my sister right now to expose this to this word Because guess what We have to walk through this word As it's being exposed As we're exposing this word We're the ones that, 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 that have to walk through it But you know what family I love Jesus And I love you And if this is what's got to happen If this is what's got to be done To get the body of Christ healthy again Then you know what Lord Send me I'll go Send me Lord I'll go But you know, sis, I want you to You had some great points And I, and I pray and the Holy Spirit um, Brings them back to your members About we talked about Unity earlier this week I just want you, the family, to hear Some of the ministering that, that, that You shared with me on unity The power of unity And how complacency Robs and strips us Of that unity If you don't mind Amen You there Pastor Jean? I'm
0: here, I'm here, I'm sorry um, Let me let me just go backtrack a little bit In the, the story of the uh, Tower of Babel um, The um, thing that the Lord showed me there Is that unity was so powerful That God himself said that anything that they imagined, they would be able to accomplish. And that just really struck me that even though they were doing wicked, anything they imagined, they could accomplish. I want us to just meditate on that for a second. You know, as my brother said, that's how powerful unity is. Anything that the people imagined, they would have been able to accomplish. Amen? So God himself had to intervene. God himself had to intervene. These were the people that God created, but God himself had to step in because of the power of unity. Amen? Now, we understand that the enemy had an influence in it we understand that uh, Nimrod was a he was he was uh a a product of uh the men the sons of god that slept with the the women of of, of uh, man
4: so he
0: had a supernatural ability that uh normal human beings didn't have because if you do your research, you'll find out that that was happening during that that mm-hmm. uh, that time, that period of time. Amen. Enough. So he had uh, 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 an influence that was beyond uh, natural ability, and we don't know what other powers he possessed. Amen. But whatever right, right. it was, it was it was enough to seduce man to follow him, to come in agreement mm. with him. Amen. So, to the point that our Heavenly Father had to intervene and interject to stop the work. Mm -hmm. And what he did to stop the work was he made it impossible for them to communicate. So, what they had to do was find people that could understand them. And so, what they did was separate They divided. They went their own way. They went with the -hmm. the ones that they could communicate with. So, God disturbed Mm -hmm. the work. Amen.
4: Right, right, right. Now,
0: fast forward in the New Testament, on the day of Pentecost, when God Mm -hmm. brought his Holy Spirit and the people spoke in tongues, God reversed the curse.
5: He reversed the curse.
0: So now (laughs) we speak by the Spirit of God because we're connected Mm -hmm. with His Spirit, amen. So we're speaking the same language because we're being led in control by one spirit amen amen amen, amen. so amen. god reversed that thing but the the, the thing that we want to see here is that there was one thing that both companies had in common and that was the unity amen. god blessed the unity in the in the new testament and it said because they had They were in unity, and they had all things in common. No one had a need. And the Holy Spirit ministered through the apostles daily, and the church was added to. We're not talking about two or three. We're talking about hundreds were added to the body.
4: Mm -hmm, But no mm -hmm, one,
0: the people sold, sold, they were so. They were so caught up in it. They were so devoted to it. The Spirit of the Lord was moving at such a magnitude that the people were moved to sell and bring the money to the apostles so that the body of Christ could be blessed. In other words, there was a move of God. Amen?
5: Amen, amen. So
0: this is what we need. We need that type of unity. Amen. Because that type of unity... Is the opposite of the complacency. The opposite. Complacency will not allow you to operate that way. Amen.
4: Right.
5: right. It's true. So that's one more
0: reason, brother, where we why we have to fight the spirit of complacency. Amen.
5: Amen. And and you know that is just such an awesome, awesome revelation. You know that was good what you said and what God reversed. That and use unity for good. That where their speech was separated for evil. He brought it back when unity. That they they spoke in tongues, but was on one accord. That was beautiful. That was awesome. That was awesome. Well, uh, we have a caller on. If um, I don't know if the caller wants to share or uh, just come on and, and 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 give us a hello, how you doing, and or whatever. But. Pastor Chris, right now you have the floor, sir. Uh,
1: Yes, sir. Uh, Caller last four digits is ninety forty three. Ninety forty three. You're on the air with Brother Don and Pastor Jim Homer. God bless you. Ninety forty three. Ninety forty three. Going once. Going twice, and we'll put you back on mute. We appreciate you calling. So, brother Don, Pastor Gene, back to you.
5: Amen. Amen. Yeah. If you're just uh, listening in, God bless you. Thank you. We love you. Um, you know, it's not a place where you have to come on. Um, if you just want to listen, you know, hey, that's fine too. So, but you're always welcome uh, to 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 share to to be a part of this. You know, this is just not. Uh, Me and my sister doing something. This is the Lord doing something, and we want everybody to feel like they can be involved with it. Amen? Well, sis, we we, we come down this road. We talked about unity, and, and, you know, and I kind of want to get into an area that really affected me this week, and God showed me something awesome about unity and complacency and compromise this week it really kind of uh, really hit me hard, um, you know, because it wasn't easy. It didn't feel good at all, but it was necessary. But before I go into it, I kind of want to lead us up to it. So, you know, really, and, and I want to bring this in, and, and it's how sometimes we let little things that compromise, will cause complacency, that eventually if we if it goes unchecked, it will erode will at you, It will, it will keep you in bondage. And basically what you do when you compromise, you basically open the door for the enemy to say, come on in. Come on in. He doesn't have to beat you down, chase you down. When you compromise, you basically open the door and let him in. And I know that I'm trying to recall that scripture, you know, how can a man come in the house unless he binds a strong man first? And then all the spoils are right there. So I'm speaking to you men. I'm speaking to you fathers, husbands right now, because if we do not follow the scripture that the Bible gives us on how to be men, fathers, and husbands, if we don't follow God's standard then we're in compromise. And then that compromise turns into complacency. I'm telling you this from a place of experience. I'm telling you from this place from my heart, in which I experienced just this week alone. And if you go back and look in Genesis, we see in chapter 1, verse 26, God made man in his image, and according to his likeness, he made man. And he said, I'm going to give man dominion over everything that I've created in the earth. And so God created us, men. God created us. And then if we look in, in, in verse uh, 29, then he gave us the, the authority and the blessing. He said, and God said, see, I have given you every herb, that yields seed which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. So, look, God has given us everything, but that everything comes with us remaining and keeping his standard. I mean, we've got authority. We've got abundant blessings. And the thing that, that, that I want to show you here, and I want you to stay close with me now. Now, watch this. See, once God formed us, he made us in his image, but he formed us from the earth. And with that, we got a choice. We got free will. We've got all those things that would look to contradict what the spirit has for. Us. The thing that I want to get to right here, right now, what I'm saying is that as men, if we let compromise that leads to complacency, it takes away our authority and it takes away the enjoyment of provisions that God has given now you might say, Why you say that, brother Don? Okay, well I'm glad you asked. Let's 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 go to chapter three. The same chapter in Genesis. Chapter three. And I wanna show you something here. I want you to look real close. I'm speaking to you, husbands, fathers. I'm speaking to you right now. I'm sorry, sis, but I gotta get this out. I gotta get this done. And um Let's go to verse 6 in chapter 3. Now, we know this scripture, this is scripture that we've learned from, you know, Sunday school in the second grade, third grade, or whatever. It says, when the woman saw that, that the tree was good for food, that it was, pleasing, that was pleasant to the eye, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of the fruit and ate it. She also gave it to her husband with her, and he ate. He ate. So what happened with compromise there? What happened with what happened in compromise? Let's go to 224. I'm sorry. Three. I think it was. uh, I wrote that down wrong, family. I'm sorry. Um, Same chapter, chapter three. And And let's go to verse 9. I'm sorry. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? That's the thing that I want to touch on, man. Compromise kills relational. If there's anything that I want you to gain or glean from this today is that compromise kills relational. See, because you can't have unity. Our unity is supposed to be with Christ, and our unity then is supposed to be with our wives. Then our unity is supposed to be with our family. That order. Compromise kills relational. When we compromise, then we lose authority because we've killed the relational. We've killed everything that was set up for us. We we, we we sever it that, that that we can't obtain the things that we're supposed to walk in through compromise. Unity was broken. Unity was broken. Because if we go let me let me go back to uh two twenty four to solidify this. In, in, in Genesis is Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother And be joined to his wife And they shall become one flesh Unified But if you compromise And whatever I'm talking about compromise I'm going to speak on the things that affected me this week If I'm not praying with my wife Not for my wife If I'm not washing my wife in the Word Not just telling her to read Not just telling her to do these things If I'm not doing things with her Then I compromised So how can I fix unity If I compromise mm. It won't happen It won't happen See because there's so many things That have been set up for us There's so many things that um, that that we have in store for us That we have to do And I'm speaking from a place where You know family My marriage was on the line this week Because of compromise It was on the line Because I was complacent Through the compromise But when I allowed God To have it and work Within my heart he showed me all of his messages, all of this ministry that's going forth today. He brought to the forefront that I could uproot that complacency that was in my life and get back to the unity where there's power within that unity. See, and I don't want you to forget that this ain't no long range show. You, you, you're not a you're not a, 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 a secret saint. You are meant to walk in unity. But compromise that leads into complacency will sever your your relationship with God. And where there's no unity in the marriage, You must look and see where if there's any complacency that has set in. And that's what I had to do. That's what I had to do. And once I did that and I allowed God to have it and then get out of my emotions and get in the spirit of the Lord, I'm telling you, he turned it all around in a day's time, family. I'm talking about months and months and months of tension, months and months of, of not speaking, months and months of just everything that was looking to go crazy. He turned it all around in a day's time. And I really, and I really, really have been got a chance to see this firsthand, family. It's serious. That's why I say in the beginning of the program. We're walking through this with you. We're not you're not alone. And we have an adversary out there. First Peter five tells us we have an adversary out there to look to consume us. So was there anything you wanted to add, sis? I know I ran off I ran off on a little rabbit trail there for a minute, but I had to get that out because I that's how serious it was for me. This week, Amen. learning about complacency and, and and it really Really brought me to another Level in Christ It raised me up to another Position in Christ Because I think as Men And you know, if you feel in The Holy Spirit is urging you as, as, as a wife and as a woman To give your aspect on it I would love to hear it, but I'm just saying As a man, us being The priest of the home, the head how easy compromise comes in you know we 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 allow it to come in and it sets in as complacency and then now we're wondering why everything is chaotic around us you know wife going crazy kids going crazy dog acting the fool you know but we have to understand that there's things given us to us uh, authority But if we're not walking accordingly to the script that it was given, we can't really expect for unity, that power of unity, to to work because we've got compromise and complacency in us, in our hearts, you know. So if if there's something that you want to share from your aspect as being a wife or mother, um, um, I'd be more than, I would love to hear it. You know, I'd like to say this, brother, whether we're
0: a husband or a wife, uh, the compromise still, is still trying to uh attack just like a slithering snake, but the the un- the unity has to begin with God amen, that desire for unity uh because even when we're having those situations with our spouse, God is the one that has to give us insight. God is the one that yeah. has to heal the the brokenness in that place where we don't we trust has been broken amen mm-hmm. um Amen. God is the only one that can steal our spirit uh, and, and, and and give us the ability to wait on the Lord. Amen.
5: Uh,
0: because uh, he's the only one that can uh, accomplish what needs to be accomplished in those situations. Amen. Uh,
4: Amen.
0: And a lot of times, see, Men of God, we're talking to men of God, uh we're talking about to people who know God, you know they right. a lot yeah. of times we, we you know they' they have to deal with egos amen uh they have mm-hmm. to deal with with that I mean and part of the ego is the arrogance, pride and and sure. those are the type of things that will cause uh complacency to not only creep in but I mean come boldly in.
4: <laughs> uh, because
0: God opposes God opposes the proud. God tells us in his mm-hmm. word that he opposes the proud. Amen? Uh Amen. And that was and that was part of the, the, the scripture that we read early that uh, was in comparison to uh complacency. And and, yeah. and you know men men have been taught that they have to they misconstrue being arrogant and um uh, egotistic with with being a strong man, but that doesn't make sure. you a strong man amen
4: that's true Jesus was that's the true. most
0: powerful example that we had, but yet he was humble amen amen he was a humble man amen. he was under authority but and because he willingly came under authority, God gave him authority
4: amen, mm-hmm. amen. so
0: that that that's you know the enemy has 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 given us a miscon uh He's deceived us into thinking that that you're, men are supposed to be, you know, what it means to be the head of a household. Uh, you know, and and the woman has to submit to him because he's the head. But you know, if you're not submitted to God, who is truly the head, then
4: mm-hmm.
0: you're not the head. If you're not, if you're not taking on his nature and his character, then are you? I mean, who is your head? Come on. If you're in the flesh, mm-hmm. if you're taking on the attributes of the flesh, then who who is your head? Mm. Who is your wow. father? Wow. Amen. And so
4: if That's you're amazing. if
0: you're if your nature and your character is more that of the devil, then you you want your family to submit to that? Wow. I mean, I'm I'm just so searching my here.
5: Yeah no that, that's good That's a good point So I like that.
0: you know And Christ commands the men to love Love his wife And Christ loved the church Christ mm-hmm. died for the church Christ that's died right. for the church So if you're not Willing to die to your flesh Amen And live by the spirit mm-hmm. Then is that true love that you're giving your wife
4: mm-hmm. Is that true
0: love Or is it Well, you know, I'm the head, and I make the money, and I'm the man, and I put on pants, and I, 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 what, I mean, what example are you giving her that says you love her like Christ loved the church? I I don't hear love in any of those. Uh,
4: uh, I don't hear uh, love in
0: being arrogant. I don't hear love in being stubborn. I don't hear love in being egotistical. I don't hear love and shutting down and not communicating.
4: Mm. I, I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I
0: don't see. I don't find any of those in synonyms or definitions in when you look up love. Not not one of them. But right. you can right. find some of those when you look up uh, the attributes of the flesh. Amen. 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 You know. If we are to get this, if we are to go on with the deep things of God, you all, it's time to deal with the foundation. It's time to deal with that, that faulty foundation that we think is so good, but it doesn't have any power to set us free as the body of Christ in the things that we're facing now. So nah. let, let, come, come, let us reason together, amen? That's the scripture, yeah. brother. Come let, yeah. 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 Said, come, let us reason together. God says God says, come, mm. let us reason together. So your sins yeah. be like scarlet, amen? I will clean yeah. you up and make you whiter Ooh. than snow.
5: Hallelujah. That's
0: where we are, mm. brother. God is saying, come, let us reason together. You, you, you were ignorant of some things, you didn't understand some things, you thought you knew some things, but you didn't, so come, <laughs> let us reason together
4: yeah. amen
0: amen Lord, you know the scripture yeah. the scripture that you were talking about in mark is in mark three twenty seven it says,
4: mm-hmm. "But no
0: one can go into a strong man's house and steal his property unless he first overpowers and ties up the strong man." And then mm. he will ransack and rob his house. That's the scripture, wow. brother. Amen? Yeah, and if you're I'm in thinking, a state of yeah. complacency, brother, you're all tied up. You're tied and, up. And,
5: and, and you know the thing I just want to interject in here? Um, not only are you tied up, but you basically bondage yourself. You put your own self in those fetters and chains. Mm. To complacency. The Lord showed me that earlier this week. It's not something that, you know, we talked about I think this was a while ago, we talked about strongholds. But complacency is a place where we basically find ourselves and we're we we, we we're renderless to the to what the enemy is doing. And it gets so bad, sis like we were me and you were talking we will take those things and, 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 and um, the things God's trying to to do to bring us out, we'll, we'll mistake them for an attack of the enemy and fight it and resist. And God is trying to give us the, the answers, the strategy. He's trying to download these things in us to make us come out of where we're at, and we're resisting and fighting it because we can't see out of a, other than a complacent mindset stay in that area. It's something. But I just wanted to interject that sis. Go ahead, please. Please finish. I up. think uh,
0: I think uh, I think Pastor Chris uh had something or someone wanted to interject something. The caller and then Pastor Chris had something from uh that someone wanted to interject I believe.
5: Oh um Pastor Chris, go ahead if you're out there.
1: I'm sure he was there. Oh yes, I'm here. I'm here. Um sorry about that. Uh oops. Hold on. Yep, I'm I'm alive. There we go. Okay, um we got a question from the website. And okay. go ahead and read it for you guys. Uh it says, well, it says "Good afternoon, um, how can you apply this when your spouse is not there? Is that complacency?
5: i read that one more time, please. Uh,
1: it says, good afternoon. How can you apply this when your spouse is not there? Is that complacency?
5: Um, you want to, I got I got a couple things I want to add, sis. You want to go first?
0: I I can go first. Um, Okay. I want to start out by uh, sharing what the Lord spoke to me. Amen? There were situations where uh, maybe I I wanted my husband to talk to me more. You know, I'm a talker in the morning. By evening, I'm wore out and I don't really want to talk. My brain's not working. You know, I'm done. You know, I just want to relax. But in the morning, I'm alert and I'm Active, I'm like a two edged sword, Amen. So Amen. I want to share, I want to have coffee, I want to do all this good stuff. <laughs> but he's not a morning person. He doesn't want to talk. He just wants to relax and get his gather his thoughts for the day. Now, you know, he'll listen to some, uh, he'll listen to teaching. Not he'll listen to me share what the Lord is saying. I mean, he's all game for that, but uh, I want interaction. Hey, Amen? I wanna—I want us to be on one accord. I want him to feed me spiritually, and I want to feed him. You know, that's—that's that's the type of person I am. Early in the morning, the earlier, the better. And so, for some reason, I just was not getting what I felt like I needed spiritually for, mm. from him. Mm. And mm-hmm. so I was getting very irritated. And, you know, and then people would call him and uh, he would get on the phone and just have a happy old conversation. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Now I've sat here for two hours. He's only said three words to me, and two of them were, hmm. <laughs> but then the phone rang and he is ready to go. I mean, putting on his shoes and putting on his hat on the way out the door and just having a good conversation for the day. And so I said, Lord, did you see that? Now, all I want him to do is talk to me the same way he's talking to them. That's not too much to ask. God, I need some conversation. Mm -hmm. And you know what, God? And I didn't hear anything. And then after a minute, God said, you know, that's the same way I feel about you.
5: Mm. Wow. Wow. Did you get
0: that? Did you get that? And I'm going wow. somewhere with that. Now, I'm going to the Lord for God to fix him, and God is saying, you you could stand a little fixing, too. I could stand a little more time with you. I, wanted to, I have a lot of things that I would like to talk to you about. Where are you when I come to you? I'd love to meet with you early in the morning. I feel the same way you feel. Mm So what what is God saying to me? You know, we, and and, and this is what I'm saying to you, caller. A lot of times we're coming to the Lord for our mate when we should be going to the Lord for ourselves.
4: Mm -hmm. And and what
0: I found, and I believe my brother will agree, when I go to the Lord for me, it frees up and lets him deal with my heart. You know what it does? Mm -hmm. Because God is all sovereign. When he, when I humble myself and allow him to deal with my heart, then it frees him up to go and deal with my husband's heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can cry, fuss, argue, not talk. I can do any and all of that, and that doesn't move him. But when I go to the Lord and humble myself and say, God, you know what? I don't want to sin here. I don't want broken fellowship with you. But Father God, you've given me this man for a husband. You know, Father God what I desire. It's not bad that I desire that fellowship. Father God, what do I need to do? Have I done anything that stops up the communication process? But Father God, I trust you with it and in the meantime, Father God, fix me. In the meantime, you satisfy me. You satisfy that desire for communication. Amen? So what am I saying uh, to the to the uh, dear heart that, that wrote that, Pastor Chris? I'm saying When you have situations like that Go to God If you do not go to God You will become complacent You won't care You'll just tolerate You won't be satisfied You won't be satisfied with your mate And you won't be satisfied with God So you run to God Because God is the one That can fix it all people Amen
5: We can't attend
0: to the issues of our own hearts so how in the world can we attend to the issues of our of the heart of our spouse? God knows exactly why they, they're they made up and why they react the way they uh, react. He knows what's hindering them and what's blocking them a lot more than we know. And therefore, he's the only one that can fix them. And, and you know what, dear hearts? He's the only one that can fix us. And when I when I turn when I received the correction, when God said, You know, I long for the same thing from you, I repented. I said, God, I'm so sorry. Would you help me? I want to do that. I want to spend more time with you. Would you show me how to spend more time more quality time with you? Not just time, but Mm -hmm. I want the time that I spend with you to be quality time, Lord God. Help me. Forgive me. Forgive me for coming to you to fix him when I was the one that needed fixing. Does that make sense?
4: And if we're not taking
0: it to the Lord, then yes, we are complacent ourselves.
4: Uh But that's what Uh that's that
0: place God is bringing us to, brother, to trust him with everything, not something, Uh not the things that we can't physically repair. You know, sometimes I can fix it, but I just don't want to fix it because I want to take it to the Lord. Amen? Because he is my savior and he wants to be involved in every area of my life. You know, and sometimes I, I might want to go to the store and i said, say, you know what, God, I'm going I'm to put you in this. Should I go to the store or not? What should I do? Hmm. Is that hmm. okay with you that I go? Because I mm. guarantee you, if I don't consider him worth knowing and I go out there and have an accident, I'm going to pray to him. Oh, amen.
4: Amen. amen. I didn't consider
0: him in the beginning, but I bet you if I go out there and the police get behind me or whatever, I bet you I'm going to be, oh, God, oh, God,
4: Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> heaven,
0: Jesus, heaven, Jesus. Amen? amen. But if amen. we begin to be proactive in our relationships. And just include him in the beginning that blesses the heart of God. And if we have a relationship, do we not do that? When I leave out right. of the door, I'm saying to my, I'm, I'm running to the store. Do you need anything? Amen. I'm considering Amen. my husband worse than knowing than what I'm doing.
4: Amen.
0: And if we're children Amen. of God, then it should be the same. We should be growing. You know, we should be maturing. I, did that I, I don't know, brother. If that was
5: sufficient, but that's what I got. Oh, that that was good. That was, that was good, and I think it came from the perspective of of you being a wife, um, which was great. Now I'm gonna come from an other sp- perspective as being a husband, and you know, caller, it, it's if they're not there, there's a reason, and it's a legitimate reason. And one thing that my sister taught me this uh, minister to me this week that the Holy spirit taught me was that when it comes to marriage, you know, you, 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 we really, we think we know people, but we know what we got when we got into it. We, we, we know what we signed up for, but I'm going to just share my testimony with you and I hope this blesses you. And where I was the problem when I was talking earlier on the show um me and my wife had been together we had got together we were together a couple of years before we actually got married and she would always 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 encourage me to get in the word to pray with her to read the word to her you know because she wanted to come along and so I started out great but then once the lord started imparting to me giving revelation and I started doing things within the ministry I left her. I left her. I left her behind. But in my mind I was so complacent. I'm thinking you should see what I'm doing and come up where I'm at. You should know by now, you should you've been to enough church, you didn't heard enough prayer means you should come up. And I left her. Emotionally I left her struggling Spiritually And when I get complacent Like I said earlier I allow the enemy to come in and bind me When he binded me Is he closed my eyes To the things that I should have seen Concerning my wife I'm looking at the things for everybody else I'm looking at everybody else And trying to build everybody else up And I left my wife behind Well, my wife divorced me And I'm not talking about going to court She began to divorce me I'm talking about pulling back her emotions Pulling back her feelings And when she did that, she did that to get in a safe place Because I did not make her feel safe anymore So my wife left She took a job out of state And she was gone And I was left here to kind of You know, at first it was great because I thought everything was going to be great and everything was going to move forward and everything. But then that's when the Lord started dealing with me because he got me off to myself. And he broke my heart by telling me, you are not honoring your wife. I took that moment that he blessed me and ministered that to me, and I cried. I cried. And I, when my wife came back, I repented to her. I did everything that I could. Uh, Lord, Baby, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. The Lord showed me this. He showed me that. But guess what, family? I was still in a place of complacency. I still did not bring her up with me. I still kept her left behind. But me and my complacency made me think just because I repented to you and I poured out to you, that should be enough. But she wasn't there, and I didn't go back to get her. It wasn't until this week. There's tension been in my household for months between my kids, you know, we're blended family, and her, my wife, and it just ignited, and it blew up like a nuclear bomb. I mean, everybody was at everybody's throat. Everything just went chaotic. Everything went totally left. But when I put my heart on the altar and the Lord told me, you have to get rid of your complacency. See, I can't, there's no separation between me and my wife. We are unified. So that means before anything, I have to come get her. As much as I love you family, TPV Ministries, Pastor Gene, and the ministry team at TPV I love you all But I have to go Get my wife I have to make her feel In a place where she's safe And secure Not financially Or just financially Not just emotionally But spiritually as well And that that was my job That was my opportunity So what I'm saying is, you have to allow God, and my sister hit it right on the head, you have to allow God to get, put your heart on the altar to deal with you. And he will work with your spouse. But the problem is this, and I'm going to tell you, this is what I learned. Too often, too often, we'll put the uh, uh, other person on the altar and then that's the place where we should see God like never before and get out of your emotions and out of the flesh. Because too often we get back in the emotions and in the flesh, and guess what? you right back to square one. Bam. Just like that. Just like that. Because it came down to, and this is part of the testimony, it came down to where my wife and my girl's mom, my two-girls mom, did not talk it's been almost seven years didn't communicate but as soon as I got out the way I got out my flesh I let God really have it guess what now they got dialogue with one another they're talking to one another they they're, they're coming up with ways to help raise the girls together now that's not me that ain't nothing but God. But guess what? It's my responsibility to get the complacency out of my life. It's my responsibility to go get my wife from a spiritual, to, from a spiritual standpoint and bring her with me. It don't matter what I am, uh, Brother Don, Pastor Don, Minister Don. It don't matter what I am. My responsibility is to go get my wife. And I tell my wife all the time, that one, the one thing I say to her, as good as you are is only as good as I am. And vice versa. Because at the end of the day, I need her. So if your spouse is not there, you have to figure out and ask the Lord, why not? Why, Lord? Why are they not here? They know what we've been doing. I don't care if you've been married 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, or a year. You have to figure out why are they not there? And let the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you into the place where you can lay your heart on the altar, where you can start. Because once you lay your heart on the altar, God will do the rest. But when I say give it to him, I mean give it to him. Because the first thing the enemy does is he brings back situations to get you into the flesh. I'm telling you this from experience. And you
0: know, brother... Go ahead. Brother, if I could interject something and if I can get on this phone or, or on this line and minister to someone else, but I can't minister to my own, then I'm a hypocrite.
5: Exactly. Exactly. Wow. And that's
0: a hard saying. But if I can love not... you more than I love my own, there's a problem. There's something there in me that's not 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 right.
5: Right. That, that am is I in the flesh clear.
0: when I minister, or am I ministering by the Spirit of the Lord? Because if I'm ministering by the Spirit of the Lord, then I will be convicted myself by what I say.
5: That's right. That is absolutely right. So, to the person that wrote that this out there that may be listening, we'll be praying with you. A matter of fact, we're going to pray for you. Right now as we're speaking Brother I think there was someone
0: else that I'm sorry I think there was someone else that wanted to say Something I might be incorrect but I believe So It was a call Um, Are they still there Pastor Chris Yes I'm still here Amen
6: Oh hallelujah (laughs) Good evening uh, uh, Pastor Jean and uh, Brother Don uh, I was listening at the uh, request or the um, concern that the uh, caller had, the other caller had, and uh, if I may, I've, I've been there. May I answer with that?
5: Sure, absolutely.
6: Okay. Uh, she, she or he asked, "What do you do when the other person is not there?" It doesn't mean so much all the time that they're not there physically. Sometimes they remove themselves, as you had first stated, uh, Brother Don. They remove themselves spiritually out of the home. So body wise, they're still sitting in the chair, but mind and spirit wise, they're up there across town.
5: When 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 correction
6: when correction comes to our home, when correction comes to our situation, in my dealings with God, He never says, "Go get your husband and come back and let's talk." He always Mm -hmm. deals with me. He starts with the one that wants help. If I'm crying out to God, God is gonna show me me. And when I repent for my my wrongdoing and I open myself up for God to minister to my brokenness, and he doesn't send me back to say, nah, 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 boo, boo, I got help. No, that's not how he does it. He sends you back into that cave with that wild beast that's that's in there waiting to tear your head up. And he sends you back in there full of love and compassion. And he sends you back in there not to so much minister to them, but to be. To be what? To be a Christian man or to be a Christian woman. And no matter what they subject you to, your job, your responsibility is to just minister on the platform that God has released you on. To say, Mm -hmm. to speak when he gives you words to speak, to keep your mouth closed when he tells you to shut up, to serve, to be a servant, to be uh, willing to go above and beyond for the sake of the team. We have to get to the place when shots are fired, bang, bang, we take one for the team. And if we're not willing to take one for the team, I guarantee you, you will not win.
4: So if they
6: want to know what do you do, you You stand. And how long do you stand? You stand until you get where you're standing there for. You stand until you see the salvation of that situation that you're standing there for. And God will not allow you to obey him, and he does not reward you for it. Thank you for time. God bless you.
5: I'm enjoying what you're saying. Amen, Minister William. We love you. We thank you. Um, it's always a pleasure. I'm always honored. Well, family, uh, wow. I mean, we could go on for another hour or two. I honest, we honestly could because this is something that, like I said, really ministered to me and it really hit home, um, this word, and, and it's really impactful. But, um I want to get a couple plugs in before we get out of here. So, Pastor Chris, I know I cut you a little bit short, but I know you can get them all in. So you have the floor, sir, if you want to get the plugs in. Amen? Amen.
1: Wow. This is definitely a wonderful show. Um, If y'all missed it, you can definitely go back to the website, www.tpvradionetwork.com and the show will be posted there. You can also download the Live365 app, search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you just hit the upper left-hand X. When you see the subscription, you can bypass that, type us up, hit the heart button, to take us everywhere with you, and it's compatible for all mobile devices. We're also on radionet.com also for our international family. So our international family now can listen to us. Uh, all of our shows are archived there, too. You can download it from there, net.com. Just look at the Summer's Voice Radio Network, and they are all archived. So you can download it on your hard drive. If you like your favorite episode, you want to take it with you on the road, you can do that. You can do that also here on forward slash TTV, radio. And also, family, uh, our Instagram has been changed. Uh, We had someone hack into our original Instagram account, so it's been sending people all this nonsense. So it's now disabled. So the new one that we have for Instagram is CTV Radio 2020. That's CTV Radio 2020 on Instagram, so you can follow us on that new Uh, platform for instagram so we apologize for all those uh, family members that we've lost on our old account but they kept being sent uh, all this nonsense so the best thing to do is deactivate the account start all over again and i'm quite sure you'll find us on instagram we're also on tiktok at ccg radio as well so that's something new that we're trying to uh, get implemented so stay tuned for that and uh also we have a Powerful show on tomorrow The Psalmist Voice Reloaded uh, Is on tomorrow and we are Back and we're going to hit another controversial Topic and that is At 2 p.m. standard time Followed by Cell Life with Michael Cavallos He has very special guests as well uh, His his show is Entitled Faith and Incarceration Faith and Incarceration A lot of people don't know that uh, The great apostle Paul wrote a lot of dynamic Things Incarcerated but these gentlemen are going to get into it and get heavy. So don't miss that show, 4.30 uh, Central Standard Time, right here on TPV Radio. So I'm done. So Pastor Gene, Brother Don, you have the floor.
5: God bless you, man. There's just so much going on. I mean, it's just it's amazing to see what God is doing. But family, oh, yeah. we just pray that you were blessed and um that everything uh, you received today, That go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I'm sorry. I did forget one thing. Vote, vote, vote. com forward slash vote. I'm done. Okay,
4: bye. <laughs> Amen.
5: Yeah, get out there and vote. Go on the website and vote for the Psalmist Radio Network. We will appreciate it. Family, we love you. God bless you. I just pray that God has uh, really uh, encouraged you today, that you received something today that will help you move forward, that will get rid of the complacency out of your life. So don't forget, every Saturday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, Brother Don presents with my amazing anointed sister, Pastor Jean Homer. God bless you. We love you, and we'll see you soon. Amen. Climbed up to
4: the highest mountain Looked all around, couldn't find nobody Went down into the deepest valley Looked all around, down there, couldn't find nobody
3: TPV Radio, Central Texas